shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for today. We bless your name. Oh, we exalt you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For you have helped us so far. You are still helping us. You will continue to help us. You have covered us. You will continue to cover us. You have blessed us. You continue to bless us. Oh, Father, we bless you. We lift you up on high, O oh God. Thank you for today. We bless your holy name. All adoration be unto you, Father. All the glory be unto you, Father. We glorify you. We thank you. We bless you. We exalt you. Ashabali kepedi ovatani havali shifedi adabalasi atebedi hei malisha fati gali efeti jarabahi eji prakashi fedi ozivedi kalatai eji prakeli ofati ozivedi hei. Makazi efedi osivedi hai, ashi paka likereberich, epei kapati ozigai, eshepe kalista veri hosh, evedi kapati ozivei, eshiva kalista veri hatos. Thank you, our Father. We bless you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Are we ready this afternoon uh, for this uh, short time to go into the scriptures? Amen. Uh, we're going to be uh, going to looking at uh, the book of Colossians, uh, but I'm going to start from chapter 2, and we'll now move back to chapter 1. Amen. By the, by the grace of God, um, God will help us, grant us understanding. I'm trusting God for a special understanding in this season. You see, um, when, you're, just when you're on the other side, I feel you're on the other side of understanding, meaning where you are, when light is dawning in your life. Um, you can't be the same again. Nobody will need to drag you to come and hear revelation, to come and hear word. Amen? When understanding has landed. These things are treasures, mysteries, blessings. They have a wisdom of hooking a soul, blessing a soul, preserving a soul, increasing a soul. There's a reason why we are consistent with what we do. We are convinced without a shadow of a doubt as a result of the unlocking of the mysteries, the understanding in the scriptures, amen, pertaining to things of God and of Christ, amen. Uh, so let's start with Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, uh, I'll start from, read from verse 1. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In whom are hid all the treasures of what? Wisdom and knowledge. So there are three mysteries, according to the scriptures. Amen? They are what? They are three mysteries according to the scriptures. Now, what is a mystery? 
A mystery means that you are in darkness concerning the understanding of it. A mystery means that you don't get it. Do you get me? That you are living your life without an understanding of a mystery. So many times we live our life without understanding. Amen. Understanding of Christ, understanding of the Father, understanding of God. That, so it's a mystery, meaning it's hidden. Meaning you don't get it. Meaning you don't comprehend it. Meaning you don't understand it at this hour. Amen. So the labor of Christianity is to make that which you don't understand for you to understand. That's why I call it the labor. To get born again is not a labor. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He comes into your heart. Not so. The Bible says who is joined with the Lord is what? Is one spirit with him. Amen. Then after that Paul will now say concerning us that work out your salvation in what? In fear and trembling. It means there is a labor. My little children in whom I have traveled again in childbirth that Christ be what? Be formed in you. So it means that there is a labor after new birth. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. It means that there is a labor. I don't even like that word labor. Let's say there is a, there is a journey after new birth. There is acquisitions after new birth. Am I communicating? There is a journey of faith. What is called the righteousness of God revealed from what? From faith to faith. From what? Again, from faith to faith. Or from glory to glory. From grace to grace. From faith to faith. So it means that Christianity is a journey. And in that journey, you are supposed to be acquiring understanding. Amen. In that journey, you are supposed to be acquiring what? Understanding. Christianity is a journey of acquiring understanding. Pertaining to the Trinity. Amen. Now, let me now make, break it down to you in Bible terms. In Bible terms, not so, the, in Bible terms, the Bible will say that we should walk in the Spirit, not so? As Romans chapter 8 will say, For there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of what? Of sin and death. So, it, so the biblical term is that walk, walk in the Spirit. Another word for it is walk by faith. Right? The Bible asks us to what? To walk by faith. So it, the Bible doesn't... You know, when, when the Bible talks, it doesn't say there are two different journeys. It's one journey. It's one journey. You hear me? So it means that walking in the Spirit is walking by what? Is walking by faith. Are you hearing me? Walking in the Spirit is simple. Is walking by what? Is walking by faith. And how does a man walk by faith? A man walks by faith by walking in the hearing of the word. Because faith cometh by hearing and by hearing of what? Of the word. Are you seeing the journey now? So the journey of Christianity, the walk of Christianity is the walk of hearing. Amen. 
is the work of hearing. Walking by faith is by, is by definition is walking by what you hear. Amen. Walking by faith is walking by what you what? What you hear. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Now, let's go a bit deeper. What is inside that word? Every book has these words that they write in a book. Chemistry, what is inside the book called chemistry? The knowledge of chemistry. So what is inside the word? The knowledge or the understanding of the Godhead. Are you now seeing it? So what is Christianity really? The acquisition of understanding. The acquisition of what? Of understanding. Now, before you understand, it is a mystery. Why you have not yet understood, it is what? It is a mystery. The moment you begin to understand, what that which was once a mystery is no longer mysterious to you. Amen. So, the moment you are born again, you have been born into a warfare. I know, I, I know, I think it's PFM that says sometimes that uh, it, was, it was a quote from uh, Bishop Oyedepo, where he says that the day that you know that when you wake up in the morning, you woke up into warfare, you will start praying. The more you get born again, you are born again into a warfare. <laughs> it's not like you are born again. <laughs> I can go and sleep, no. You just been born. You are now a. You are now enlisted as a saint, and saints are warriors, the armies of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you are enlisted immediately into a war, and you are on the side of Jesus. Before, by nature, you were warring for Satan. By nature, Ephesians chapter two. Who in time past you walked according to the prince of the power of the air, who walketh now in the children of disobedience? Is a warfare. How do I know? If let's say you are hanging out with 10 people and all of them are disobeying, are going in a certain direction, I give you two months, what would you do? You begin to behave like them. One or two things. Either you begin to behave like them or you cut them off. Or you begin to reduce how you hang out with them. Peer inference. Amen? Maybe if you are too strong, one year. Imagine you are hanging out with friends and they drink all the time. They drink alcohol, and every time they offer you, you say, no, I don't drink. You will say that for how many days? After a while, <laughs> you say, let me just take a sip, just a little sip, so that they will not disturb me again. It's just natural. I've been in such uh, environments before. God had to help me. <laughs> to be friendly for my father. you get me? <laughs> Amen. By nature. So if all you are, so army, so when you see the children of disobedience, they are an army. Because when you, sometimes when you minister the word to them, you as though they are okay. You, you, you go home, you'll be feeling something. Right? I've done evangelism before. I've gone to some people's houses. The way they are so comfortable in the house. And they will tell me, oh, we don't do that here. And they will say it's so comfortable as well. They don't, oh, come on, man. Even me, I'm looking at their life. I'm looking at my life. I'm like, you, you should be evangelizing to me the way you are living. The way you are so enjoying life and so comfortable. So they, they are preaching, some of them preach to me. 
Why do I not go home and lay on my bed? What would I be thinking of? And this Christianity thing, am I even sure? <laughs> am I sure this is the place to be? <laughs> so influence, influence. So amen. So it means that if you are obeying disobedience, you are already in an army. It's a warfare. By obedience to disobedience, you are warring against obedience. Because if somebody is obeying around you, you are shooting arrows at the person. Giving the person thoughts that what you are doing is useless. Why are you here? You are wasting your time. Why are you opening your Bible? You are wasting your time. Why are you wasting your time with all these things? Come and teach. Come and do. learn revelation for one hour, two hours, two hours. Why are you wasting all your life? Are you seeing? Are you seeing the warfare? Many of us have fought this warfare over the years. Why? Why this thing? Why more? Why more? Why can't I just be a simple Christian? It's a warfare. It's a constant warfare in our lives. It's arrows being shot at you. Arrows that are coming in the form of thoughts. And you did not just the thoughts did not just appear from thin air. You somebody must have mentioned something to you. You must have heard something. Something must have been passed by you, flashed by you. You must have been somewhere. You must have Googled something. You must have seen a peer who was living a different kind of life and was striving more than you in your eyes. And that thing would have left a thought. It's an arrow. A bullet was shot at you. You did not know. know. It's when you get home, you will now reconsider the bullet. So every day is a warfare. Bullets are being shot at you every day. Am I, am I speaking to somebody today? We know it now. Every time you doubt God, it's because a bullet has been shot at you. Every time you are double-minded, it's because a bullet has been shot at you. You have been heard something somewhere else. You have seen something on YouTube somewhere else. You have seen something on Google or Internet somewhere else. Amen. For example, what will make a man who used to pay his tithe before not pay tithe again? <laughs> Just for an example, something must have been said somewhere that you, may, you will now be checking the theology of the titan. Amen. Excuse me, if you give me the tight money, I'll use it for flesh. Let me give it. Let me use it for whatever they want to use it for. If, it's, if I know that maybe they are using it for really something bad, and maybe I can, you can go to another church now. Go to another church that you feel that they are using for something better and, and pay the tithes. But still pay it. <laughs> Amen. Because you'll be using it for what? For flesh. Am I communicating? That 10%, okay, you say, you'll be calculating what I can use and use it for. Maybe buy a Some people, they'll be lying to themselves. Are you for child? It's a lie. It's a lie. There was a time I used to do world vision. I say, God, out of love for God, I was doing it after six months, man. <laughs> I had an artist, I want to use the money for. <laughs> it's a lie. Then I'll, I'll use my tights, I'll use it to help people. They give me. They say that I'll lie to you. You do it for six months. After that, you don't. <laughs> you won't do anything again. You start using it for your flesh. So it means that if any if anytime a mind has been changed concerning the way of Christ, the way of God, what has happened? An arrow has been shot at that person. 
An arrow in the form of a thought or thoughts has been shot at that person. And that person has bought the arrow, bought the thoughts, and has changed their mind. Amen. Am I helping somebody today? So it's very clear to me that after new births, a man should engage in unlocking mysteries. Now let me just let me just balance it more. After new birth, a man should first balance his gener- his life. You know, there's filthiness of the body of the flesh. Then there's now soul problem. Uh, so after new birth, you need milk first to balance some earthly things. Amen. There's there's that dimension of the world. So they will teach you that you don't have to be poor. They will teach you that there's power to heal your body. Am I communicating? They will teach you how to have common faith, even for your studies. Amen. It's also important. I actually have people who have been hearing mystery of Christ, revelation, and they not even know common faith for their studies. They're struggling. Amen. How to go and revisit those areas. That's what milk of the world does. You can use faith for your studies. How to overcome anxiety. There's that, there's that milk faith, that introductory faith that applies to how to have faith for work. Not to be scared all the time that you get fired. Amen. There's a faith for that. There's prayer of faith for that. You will pray and you will have the boldness that God will preserve your place. It's a milk faith. It's a faith. I learned that in Hagen. Believer's authority. That's what, that what scattered it for me. When you know the authority, I thought I go to that my office and take the dominion of that place. They don't dare anybody. <laughs> In the morning, I'll go to the office. If I will start, I'll just say some prayers. Say some prayers. Take charge of the place. Where did they burn you from? Come and tell me that. You are not working here again. I say, it's you that is not working here again. <laughs> it, was, it must be mistaken. <laughs> I don't know if the, the letter they gave me is probably for somebody else. Check it well. It's not my name. <laughs> Amen. There's a, there's a prayer of faith. Milk faith that will help you for your earthly life and is necessary after new birth. And but beyond that, your full-time journey of Christianity is unlocking the mysteries. Amen. Gaining the acquisition of understanding which comes by the hearing of the word. Hearing and hearing of the word. The moment you stop hearing and hearing the word, you've unlocked yourself from your life. I don't, I, is that too harsh? It's not too harsh, you. Jesus said it. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? Jesus doesn't have two spirits and two life. <laughs> he said, the words that I speak unto you, they are what? That's how he gives life. He speaks to you. Am I lying? If he wants to heal your sickness, he will lay hands on you. But if he wants to give you life, he will speak to you. He will speak to you. So the day you... Just, the whole warfare of Christianity is to cut off your source of hearing. If they can break that pipeline of your hearing, Satan has, has started gaining advantage over you. It's the beginning of gaining advantage. And Amen. If he can break off your hearing supply, he has, the beginning of advantage over you has begun. There was one day I used to wonder, 
I, I, I used to wonder a lot. Um, because I used to, I was reading the book of, let's see, Revelation 22. I was reading the book of Revelation. I was now asking God. I was, I was querying God. God, it didn't look so simple, but why is it so difficult? <laughs> let's read it. It looks, it appears, it appears it should be so simple. Yet, why is it so difficult? Let me just read Revelation 2, 2, verse 1. He says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Okay, so, pure river of water of life, where is it coming from? From the throne of God and of the Lamb. So now, let's go down to 16. I'll read from there. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches, I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star, and the spirit and the bright say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is attest come. Amen. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. I saw it in, it's free. Pure river of water of life, and it's free. Pure river of water of life, and it's free. Let him take of the pure river of water of life freely. So the thing is free. I was not asking God. God, the thing is free and is flowing. I don't have to spend one dollar for it. I don't have to do anything for it. It's free. The thing is flowing freely. But God, what is the problem? Why am I not? Why am I slow to receive that which you are giving me freely? I was asking God the problem. And the Lord answered me and said, you just have one problem. A shoe. Satan. <laughs> you have one problem. Satan. is the enemy of your hearing. What are you hearing? The pure river of water of life. Living waters. Not so. Ephesians 5.26 But that he shall sanctify her, meaning the body, the church by what? By the washing of water by the word. And it's free. Isaiah 55 confirms it. It's free. Wherefore do you labor for that which does not satisfy? Come and eat that which is free. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1 to 3. So this pure river water of life, this preaching, this revelation of God is absolutely free. But yet, I was wondering, why is it difficult for many? And God said, just one problem, Satan. He is your greatest enemy. No man is your enemy. Your uncle in your village is not your enemy. No person in your family is your enemy. If your uncle does something against you, it's Satan that's the one that moved him to do it. And if you pray against your uncle and your uncle dies, Satan will move to another uncle. So the uncles are not the problem. <laughs> he has many vessels that you can be disturbing. He is the problem. Amen. And the, the wisdom of beating him is stay sticking with your waters. Staying by the pure river of water of life in season and out of season. That's how you beat him. Because what is he an enemy of? Of you drinking those waters. What is he an enemy of? Of you drinking those waters. 
That's what he's an enemy of. Let's see Isaiah 28. We're going to see it. Isaiah 28. Amen. I'll start from verse 15. Because ye have said, We have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Verse 16, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious corner stone, a sure foundation. So that's Christ, 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 and the Son of God. He that believeth shall not make haste. Verse 17, Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters, and the what? And the waters, which is righteousness, because judgment is the hail. Righteousness is the waters. Judgment, don't worry, I told you there are three mysteries we started. From Colossians 2 to mystery of God, the Father, and of Christ. The mystery of the Father is judgment. The Father, who is the judge of all. That's who... That's that one. But the mystery of Christ is righteousness. That's why I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Uh, for it is the power of God unto salvation, the Jew first and also the Gentile. For what is inside the gospel of Christ? What is inside the gospel of Christ? Righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So the mystery of Christ, when you are comprehending the mystery of Christ, you are comprehending what? Righteousness. And it's likened to waters that will overflow all the hiding places, meaning all darkness. Hiding places are dark places. Dark places. All the darknesses in your soul. It will take waters, a flood of waters, to flood out all the darknesses in the soul. Now, every one of us has darknesses in our soul. Amen. Every one of us has darknesses in our soul. It's those darknesses that Satan uses as remote control to disturb your life from receiving waters. And Satan also knows that the solution to those darknesses is those waters. Is the pure river water of life. Is living waters. Are you seeing that? That's why he's an enemy to your hearing. The only solution to deal with your hiding places, to deal with your darknesses, is the righteousness of God. Only. You, do you hear my word? I say only. It's not prayer. You will pray. How will they respond to the prayer? By teaching you righteousness. Prayer is what will ignite. Remember, that's Ephesians chapter 1. Prayer is what Paul prayed for the church. That ignited the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It means prayer ignited the righteousness. But the answer is the righteousness. The answer to every darkness of your heart. Every darkness in your soul, that thing that the Bible will say, God, if God says it means it's true, that the heart of man is what? Desperately wicked. Ah, if God defines something, better just take it like that too. 
If it's God that says my heart is desperately wicked, that nobody, nobody can, it means I self cannot find out my heart by myself. You know, some people will fight with God. God, no, my, uh, uh, God, I'm a good man now. There are some good men out there. You know, some people that are, that are blind. Have you seen Bill Gates? See all the money he's throwing around. He's a good man. He's a lie. <laughs> you don't know what is going on behind the scenes. That's all. Oh, there are good men out there. Look at them. Look at some of those, those doctors. These are, they're doing this. They're doing that. They are good. It's good actions. It's okay. We thank God. But if God says you, your heart is desperately wicked, it is. Now, let me just tell you how to expose his man's darkness. Put him under pressure. You know some people here, because life is good, money is flowing, or they can be doing, oh, I mean, they're good, we want to do charity and philanthropy. Just, they can, we can just take them to maybe Africa for like six months. All the darkness. <laughs> We shoot out. <laughs> I say all the darkness. We what? We bust out. Just put a man under pressure. What is really inside will come out. Amen. The heart of man is desperately, desperately wicked. Who can find it out? So it will take what to judge your heart? Righteousness. And it takes a humble man to sit down under righteousness. Why? Because nobody likes to acknowledge that they have darkness. It's just natural. Nobody wants to say, I am a bad person. (laughs) Nobody wants to acknowledge that I am a wicked person. Nobody. He took righteousness and they had to enforce it on Saul of Tarsus to see how bad he was. Saul of Tarsus in modern days will be in jail for life imprisonment. Am I lying? How many people did he murder in broad daylight? If you take him to court, four or five people, it will be like that guy in Derek Chavin in, in the US that killed that black boy. In, in, everybody was videoing it. That the thing became, that's how Saul was killing Christians in broad daylight, stoning them in broad daylight in front of all Israel. If it was in modern day, he would have been charged on 10 counts of murder. First degree, not second degree or third degree. First degree murder. 10 counts. And he would have been guilty of all of it because there was evidence. That's a man who deserved to be in prison for life imprisonment. Yet, if you ask, if you interview Saul, Hey, brother Saul, we want to interview you. I want to ask you about the deeds you have been doing. He said, I'm a righteous man. I'm fighting for the cause of Jehovah. <laughs> I'm a good man. <laughs> so, that, it was Saul. Saul was a good man. But, <laughs> but by the time revelation came, <laughs> Saul saw that he was the worst of the worst. Have you, have you seen some of his writings? I'm the chief. It wasn't just, you know, some people can ask to say that of meekness. It wasn't being meek about it. Based on what the revel, you know, when you have revelation, your darkness will be so glaring, you'll be afraid of yourself. <laughs> when you are still in darkness, you have revelation, you will, you will come in, you know, I'm a good person. When you have revelation, you will see your darkness for what it is. Paul saw his darkness for what it is, and he says, I'm not just a sinner. 
I am the chief of all sinners. So that's that's the you know that's the scary thing of coming under light. Praise the name of the Lord. That's the scary thing of coming under light. Light, light is scary because light exposes darkness. Amen. That God brought light to this world, but men loved darkness rather than light. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. But what 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 helps darkness? Righteousness. Waters. Pure river of water of life. It's for the cleansing of your darkness. So that you can begin to make peace with who? Make peace with God. So you can begin to do what? You can begin to make peace with God. Amen. Let's go back to Colossians chapter 2. You know, at the beginning of this year, I set a an objective, a target for us in this house. I said uh, uh, that our objective is from Isaiah 28, that verse 16, where it says, For behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. And I said that it's a very high objective, but I want us to push towards becoming precious. It will take light to become precious. Some of us are stones already. Because of reason what we are hearing. is light, is righteousness makes you a stone. Who is a stone? A stone is a, a, a stone is a soul who I have decided to follow Jesus. A stone, because of revelations, you'll be a lover of Jesus. That you'll be, t- you'll be tough. You know, it's tough to turn a stone. Am I communicating? A stone is a soul who it will not, it will not just easy to get the this, this stone to backslide. Am I communicating? It won't just be easy to get the stone to turn away from God. That's a stone. I know a few of us, some of us are becoming stones already. Some of us are still in the journey to becoming a stone. Now, after you become a stone, your stone must be tried. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, shall be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, any man who is able to overcome his trials is what? Is precious. That's the target I've set for us this year. It's an ambitious target because, you know, it's not a one-year thing. <laughs> Amen. But I want to push us more. I want us to come further in our acquisition of life. Uh, how much does life cost? How much does it cost? Nothing. It is what? It's free, my people. Let's see Azar 55, then we'll go back to Colossians chapter 2. Azar chapter 55. From verse 1. Oh, everyone that tested, come ye to the waters, and he that had no money, Come ye, buy and eat. Ye, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Oh my God. I don't know if you heard that. Say, who, everyone that tested. Come ye to what? To the waters. These waters, these waters, is a pure river of waters that is flowing from the throne of God. Come ye to the waters. 
and he that had no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? Are you hearing me? Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your what? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. You know, so what, so what, a lot of the time, why do we over labor? We want to buy things that cannot satisfy. We want an acreage. <laughs> a country house. <laughs> Amen. So you don't just want an SUV. The SUV must be a specific class. I, let me let me break in news. It will not satisfy you. And I know uh, you yeah, won't be hearing me because you say, okay, Pastor James, because you too you have SUV. That's why you are talking like this. The day, in fact, two weeks after I bought my own SUV, I was not satisfied already. Because there are too many makes and models out there that I was start wondering, why did I not wait more? I could have gotten this one. And that's when all of them will start flashing in front of you in the road. And you'll not be wondering, the way that one is moving is not the way your own is moving. I don't know, my brother. <laughs> if you can help me. That's how I was feeling. It did not satisfy me. Those people who are not but SUV, they were healing me. Hey, brother James, I said, James, wow, you have entered a new level. I was not happy. <laughs> It's the funny thing. And then they will now be lost in after SUV, the one I have. You see, you see the chain reaction. The person who has the SUV is not happy. He's not content. He's not satisfied. The people who don't have the SUV want to have the SUV that you have that you're not satisfied with. <laughs> so everybody, if I can only have that SUV that <laughs> nothing satisfies. No matter how big it is, no matter whatever it is. It does not satisfy. Amen. There was a time it was watch that was doing me. Ah, let me wear watch too, so that he gets me as a pastor in a man of God. He gets me out of way. As I now bought watch, it is now load on my thing. Like, my God, did that be paining me? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. But there is nothing on this earth that will satisfy you. I assure you, yes, you can get something. It may satisfy you for one year, two years. But after one or two years, it will grow old. I don't know, anybody here who owns a house will be able to testify to that one. The day you bought the house, hey, the thing, ah, the thing is finished. <laughs> but just give yourself like two years. You now start noticing all the flaws in the house. Ah, you could have, maybe you could have gotten another one. Do you get me? My brother, brother, are you collecting? <laughs> Amen. Ah, you said they could have been another one. You know, maybe if I waited a little bit longer, I could have gotten the one that everything was already complete. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, you start being concerned. Maybe the roof is getting old, and then I have to, I have to think about pressing the roof. Nothing satisfies. Praise the name of the Lord. But God already knew that. Amen. And God is telling you ahead of time that nothing satisfies. But we, we are very stubborn. We still go ahead and hustle for the lost. It's later when the lost has not satisfied. You now say, God, what you were saying was true. <laughs> but you know, as a pastor on that level, God is telling you in the scriptures, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hacking diligently unto me. That's the one that can satisfy you. 
That's the one that can satisfy you. Hacking diligently unto me. Gain acquisition of my understanding. Hearing of my word. Hearing of my waters. That's the one that can satisfy. And eat ye that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. Now if you obey this protocol, you will first be fatting. After you are fatting, they will still keep hearing. There's verse 3. Incline your ear. This is on top of hacking it. The first dimension, verse 2, is righteousness. Verse 3 is judgment, meaning everlasting life. Let's see it. So verse 2, it says, Eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in what? In fatness. That soul delighting itself in fatness is what Paul will call, Till Christ be formed in you. Amen. When Christ is formed in you, you are fat in the spirit. Because Christ is the riches of God. The Bible calls him the unsearchable. The unsearchable. The unsearchable. The unsearchable riches of Christ. When a man is rich, you'll be fat now, not so. So in this one in your soul. So a man can be fat in the flesh. His soul is lean like a as in poverty, is about to die, cut out to die. But God would rather your soul be fat with Christ, be rich with Christ. Amen. So when your soul is beginning to delight itself in fatness, the next one again, incline your ear and come unto me. This is the father now. Come unto me, hear that and your soul shall live. And I will make you what? I will make an everlasting covenant. It's everlasting life now. What is, what is it called? Even the sure. Are you seeing the word sure again? This is where you hit. This is where you knock sure foundation. Amen? Even the what? The sure mercies of David. That's the end. The sure mercies of David. Which... Jesus referred to in Revelation chapter 3. Let's see how Jesus referred to it in Revelation chapter 3. He says, I have the keys of David. Let's go there. Today is just a gist, a gist of righteousness. Amen. Amen. It's a gist that will help you overcome the evil one. I tell you from my experience, and I kid you not, from my years of journey in Christian, there's only one thing Satan is after. You're hearing. That's all. Every, as all. And he will use the next best thing. He use what God will give you to be an enemy of your hearing God. There is nothing he will not use. The guy is a bastard. Though. I tell you, the guy doesn't fight war like normal people fight wars. He will use anything to stop you from hearing what will defeat him in your soul. Amen. Anything that he feels will make you stop. He, 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 will, not, he, will, he won't even permit you to have money. If he, that money will make you stop hearing. Anything. So it means how do you war with Satan? You war to understand. That's Oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm communicating. I say, how do you war with Satan? You war to understand. What, what are you understanding? The mystery of Christ. In fact, with the mystery of Christ alone, you've already beaten him. 
with ministry of father, you are just blowing off the dust. <laughs> In the remnant of his enmity, you are blowing that dust away. Christ is what God meted out to war with Satan. Ah, many thoughts are flowing today. I say they've opened a portal. Oh my, shapalekeli high. Rivers are beginning to flow in this place. I say rivers are beginning to flow in this place. Amen. Many things. God will grant me grace to handle the thing. As I'm opening one, I'm telling you to go to one scripture. Another one has already come to me now. I don't know how I'm going to manage it. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Rivers are going to begin to flow in this house. In the name of Jesus. Are you ready? So what do rivers do? Rivers will beat down darkness in your life. Rivers will overflow every hiding place in your life. Um, uh, is that clear? Rivers will overflow every hiding place in your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Let's go back to Colossians chapter 2. Oh, praise God. The Lord just spoke to me right now, reminding me of something. A word that he has given to me uh, since 2015. From uh, Isaiah chapter 66. I remember then I was in I was in Hay River in Northwest Territories. Uh, I just I don't know that day we were in the in the site in the field site. I just finished. It was raining, so we had to shut down. I was driving, driving back to my hotel. And the Lord was speaking to me. He said, "I will extend peace to you like a river." That was from Isaiah chapter sixty-six. That word just came back to me again. The word just spoke it to me again. So it's a confirmation. Rivers are going to begin to flow in this house. In the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I will extend peace to you like a river. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's see Colossians chapter 2 again. Verse 2. Okay, I'll start from verse 1. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, that is eternal life, and of the Father, everlasting Father, everlasting life, and of Christ, Life. So it's life, everlasting life, and eternal life. They are mysteries, meaning they are all understandings. Amen? They are what? They are all understandings. How do I know it's an understanding? Let's see First John chapter 5. We're going to be seeing the scriptures for the sake of everyone and those online. First John chapter 5, 20. First John chapter 5, verse 20. 
we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true even in his Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So, and we know that the Son of God has come. What did he come to do? And had given us a what? An understanding. And had given us an understanding. What understanding did he give us? The understanding of eternal life. Right? We know that the Son, this is the Son of God. You know, they are, they are hear me now, there are dimensions of this. Praise the name of the Lord. There is a dimension called, uh, there is a dimension called Christ, which is life. Amen. Then after Christ, is the same man who is not to Jesus. That same Jesus has the dimension called Christ. And that same Jesus has a dimension called the Son of God. Meaning the Son of God is God. Christ, Christ, they call Christ the godly man. So Christ is godliness. Amen. So what is godliness? Godliness means like God, but not God. Amen. Hear me. So godliness means what? He is like God. So Christ is almost God. Christ is like God, as God, like God. But God, even Christ will tell you, for my father is greater than I. Amen? So Christ is like God, but not God. But that same Jesus, who is Christ, is also God. They gave him that dimension that he is also God. It was a blessing that his God anointed him with. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. Where he says... That God, whom thy God, and anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Thy throne, O God, they now called him God. So who made him God? He's God. So his God anointed him with Godhood above his fellows. And they called him O God. But that O God has another dimension called what? Christ. Which is like God. Godliness. Are you getting me? Those are the mysteries. The mystery of Christ is the mystery of godliness. Amen. Remember the Bible even says it in Galatians. For great is the mystery of godliness. God manifests in the flesh. Amen. Praise Jesus. So, what am I saying? Every dimension of the mystery is an understanding. That's what I'm saying. Every dimension of the mystery is what? Is an understanding. So, when they say in Colossians chapter 2, the mystery of Christ. When you understand Christ, Christ is no longer a mystery to you.
And when you understand Christ, and Christ is no longer a mystery to you, do you know what they will call you? They say, ye are Christ. Or another word, they will say, Christ is formed in you. Or another word, they will say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Meaning, it's only a man who has finished the mystery of Christ that can go for the glorious mystery, which is the Father. That can hope for the next mystery, which is the Father, or everlasting Father, everlasting life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Does anyone have any question? Are you seeing the building block of journey? Are you seeing the steps, the ladder? It's also follow the ladder, follow the ladder. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you seeing the ladder? The steps is mystery upon mystery. From one understanding to another understanding. And that is why the call, your life, is to be a hearer of the word. As you are hearing, as you are committing to hearing of the word, or the waters of the word, you will be journeying in that same hearing, in that same path of hearing. You will be journeying from one mystery to what? To another mystery. Amen. You'll be journeying from what? From one mystery to another mystery. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So, Right now, let's just visit again the first mystery called Christ. What I've just painted to you first is this. The the only enemy you have to acquiring all the mysteries is Satan. Amen? And how does he fight your acquisition of these mysteries or these understandings? He fights it. Amen? By making you cut off your source of hearing. That's how he fights it. He fights it by blocking you off from your hearing. The moment you stop hearing, you you need to hear this thing. The moment you stop hearing, you start dying. That's what I'm saying. Because the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. In spirit, in spirit terminology, this is how this is work. The moment you stop hearing, you start what? You start dying spiritually. And in spirits don't die in one day. That's why you look as though nothing has happened. Spirits take time to die. Amen. But the moment you stop hearing, you start dying. In the spirit terminology, how it works in the spirit. And okay, he also works in the body. Excuse me, the moment you stop eating food, what happens to your flesh? It also starts dying. So it's very simple. Right? Isaiah 55 says, Let your soul delight, eat that which is good. Meaning there is soul food. 
There is soul food. The moment you stop hearing, you start dying. The same way you, the moment you stop eating food in the flesh, your flesh begins to die. It's the same thing. And Satan is the arch enemy of your eating, your hearing. He wants your soul to be lean. You have to war with him in that dimension. That's your warfare. I said that's your warfare. You war to be a hearer of mysteries. And you will hear and hear and hear. You will hear Christ, understand Christ. You will hear everlasting life, understand everlasting life. I say you will hear eternal life and you will understand eternal life. Hallelujah, somebody. That's how it works. It's from hearing to hearing. That's why when they say faith comments, there's a way they use the words. You can see they were dragging it. They didn't just say faith comment by hearing the word. No. They, they said, see how they, the Bible does not make mistake. I said, Bible does not make mistake. Why did he repeat the hearing twice? It's an emphasis. It means if you, if you, if you make error here, you are finished. Faith comment by hearing and hearing by the word. They were stretching it to show the significance. Is a journey you will hear you the your hearing will break you into another dimension of hearing from one mystery to another. Uh, just in the little time we have left, uh, let's begin. Let's just open up the first mystery. I, I want to just introduce the, the 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 your the journeys. Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, what I have just done in this little time is that I have laid forth the vision of here the walk amen i've lived for anytime you come you you partake here we are either feasting on the mystery of christ or the mystery of the father or the mystery of god if i come and say any other thing else just come and take the mic from me i give you You can just go, just go and say, Pastor James, okay, it's okay, sir. <laughs> can you go back? Amen. All right, that's the platform. It's this is a is a is is it's a ministry of the breaking of mysteries. Christ, Father, and what? And God is there. Colossians chapter two, verse two. It's very clear now. The Bible says, write the vision and make it what? Make it clear, clear, plain, so that then that here can what? Run with it. This is what we are running with. Amen. I said, this is what we are what? Running with. The preachings of the mysteries of the Godhead. Christ, Father, and God. Nothing else. Am I communicating? And you have one enemy of your hearing, Satan. First of all, let us see Colossians chapter 16. Let me, let, me now, let me just show you what I've been saying concerning the enemy and what will deal with him. Amen. Colossians chapter 16. Sorry, Romans chapter 16. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Amen. Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16. 
I'll read from verse 19. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Verse 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan when? Under your feet when? Shortly. It means that, you know when you say, matcha, matcha, no, you are not matching anything. Even when God wants to bruise it, there is a time period. And you know, like one day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand days is like, is like one day. That shortly is the time you will use to learn Christ. It's the time you used to war with your hearing to bruise that will bruise Satan under your feet. And the God of peace, why the God of peace? It means you're about to hit peace. Oh my God. Hey, can't rush this what, did you, what are you hearing? Can somebody help me? What are you hearing? Righteousness. And the kingdom of God is not of meat and drink, but righteousness first. And the right, when you've done righteousness well, it will start, you will start, you will start hitting the borders of peace. Amen. When you've done righteousness well, what will happen to you? You will start knocking on the gates of peace. Can I prove this to you? It's in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 26. It says it there. Isaiah chapter 26. When you start, when you've done righteousness well, how does a man do righteousness well? What he is keeping is now righteousness. He's no longer keeping his hiding places, his darkness anymore. He has exchanged what he is keeping. That heart that they say is desperately wicked. When God checks it, God will now begin to see that that heart is desperately righteous. So you will see it here in verse 2 of Isaiah 26. I'll start from verse 1. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Verse 2. Open ye the gates. That's the border. The gates are always the border into a city. Open ye the gates that the righteous who? The righteous nation. That's us. Those who are hearers of righteousness are a righteous nation. And what makes you a righteous nation? That the righteous nation which keepeth the truth. Meaning which keepeth righteousness. Which keepeth Christ. The gospel of Christ that we are not ashamed of. When the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. When you are a keeper of righteousness. You are a keeper of truth. Hey, then you can now knock on the borders of peace. Why? Because that strong city is the city of peace. So, righteousness to peace, not so. So, by the time you start knocking on the borders of peace, who would you meet at that borders? The God of peace. Hallelujah. Which is, who is that? The Father. The everlasting Father. At the, you meet him at the gates of peace. He will usher you in at the gates of peace. Amen. So, you use righteousness to overcome the wicked one. And you abide in that righteousness. Not so. 
whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of righteousness, which is the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. Whosoever abideth in the doctrine of Christ hath both the Father and the Son. The God there is the Father because he's the God of peace. So, and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Let's see quickly. Let's jump to verse 26 of that Romans chapter 16. You will see that, remember, why did the God of peace want to bruise Satan under your feet shortly? It's because your obedience has come abroad unto all men. Now, what were they obeying? Let's see it. Verse 26. Let's see what they were obeying. Verse 26. But it's now made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment, they were obeying a commandment, is the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations. What's the commandment? Obedience of faith. What does that really mean? Somebody come up and hear me. Based on what we've said. Victoria, come. Come on, what does that really mean? Obedience of faith. Obedience of faith. Um, from what you said, it's obedience of hearing. Obedience of hearing. Righteousness. Of righteousness. Meaning obedience to understanding. To acquiring understanding. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. So, uh, obedience has come upon to all nations. Made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. It's not just oh, obedience of faith and born again. No. They will, to, to obey faith is to obey hearing. Obey it is a commandment. They call it the commandment of the everlasting God. Not, you know, they, they, you know they, 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 see the word? The commandment. You know, if, they see, if he had many commandments, they'll say one of his commandments. It means when, when you meet the everlasting God, when you meet the Father and ask the Father, Father, what should I do with my life? The Father will tell you one word simply. Go and obey faith. Oh my God. Hi. Bible is too sweet. He did it already. Every time that a voice from heaven will come when Jesus was around. What would the Father say? Yeah, ye, him. Are you seeing that? Yeah, ye, him. Because who is him? He is the word. The word that was made flesh. Are you seeing, are you not seeing that? That's the commandment. Every single time. It's the only commandment he has for you. Go and hear Jesus. Go and hear my son. Go and hear Christ. Go and be hearing. Go and be hearing. That is the commandment of the everlasting God. For the obedience of faith. So it means that Satan, who is the enemy of the everlasting God, all he's doing is the opposite. That you will never hear ye him. Simple. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Just give me another 15 minutes. I want to introduce the mystery of Christ. And we'll continue next week. It's all, we're now going to, we're going to dive into the meat called Christ. Amen. One day, if God is merciful, we'll break into the mystery of the Father here. Amen. The waters are already flowing, but uh, God has to help me how to manage it. Amen. How to be a worthy 
servant giving out meat in due season. <laughs> Amen. And the meat of this season is Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. Can we open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2? That's a short introduction. I know now all of us will be warriors, are we not? We will be warriors now. Uh, this is the kind of prayer points we're praying. Every enemy of my hearing, die by fire! <laughs> Those are your real enemies. <laughs> Amen! I think prayer points should change, doesn't it? <laughs> Every enemy that will not make me understand what I am hearing. That's the proper prayer point. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. Actually, chapter 3. Chapter 3, sorry. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me, which is given me to you, what? How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. As I wrote afore in few words. Verse 4. Whereby when you read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Now the first thing I want to bring out from this is that the Pauline epistles is an unending of the mystery of Christ. I will tell you a secret. If you can understand the book of Ephesians and Colossians where, in and out, you will understand Christ. Is the shortest part. <laughs> All the epistles speak about the methodology of Christ, the warfare. You will see the long, you will see even in Paul's life, the long suffering. Those are fruits. I was teaching them a physical yesterday that it's not, oh, how do I have the fruits of long suffering? I said, no, you don't start with fruit. Every fruit starts with a seed. And a seed takes time to become a tree, then a fruit. So part of the methodology is endurance. That's why all the apostles emphasize abiding, hearing and abiding. The weights of hearing, the multitude of hearing is something it does to you. Now hear me. The multitude of hearing is something it does to you. It begins to sharpen your conscience. On your regular daytime. How many of us can confess that ever since maybe you've been partaker of Christ's work, just decision making, you always have to even consider what maybe what Pastor Femi will say, what Pastor James will say. Because because of what we are preaching to you, you will start factoring those words into your decision making. And it's good. (laughs) That salvation has begun. When you begin to factor the words of Christ into your, it means that by just depositing those words inside your soul, they have we've added another factor in your decision making. That when you are making decisions, you are now not just making decisions based on your carnal self. There is another thing that is now you now have to be concerned about in deciding whether I should get angry at my brother or not. Before you just get angry anyhow. 
Amen. Before you will say your own back anyhow. But now, before you say your own back, you will think twice. Not so. That's the beginning of salvation. Before you don't used to think twice, you will give them the peace of your mind. Anyhow. But now that you are thinking that, oh no, you may still give the peace of your mind. The fact that you thought twice about it is the beginning of salvation. <laughs> Before you are not thinking twice about it. The, thought, the fact that it didn't pain you that you are not able to forgive your sister is the beginning of salvation. Before you are not... You, just, you know, before you can keep malice, I say, I will show this person that like, I won't keep malice more than her. It's hard, I will come and, for, come and beg me. <laughs> That's how I used to be before. <laughs> but now, you can't try it. Am I lying? Oh, am I? Oh, you still need some help. <laughs> At least now, you think twice now. Amen. So salvation has begun. It means that what is going on is that by your hearing, we are adding another factor to your decision making. So that you now begin to decide aright. You won't be perfect in one day. You now begin to make decisions aright. That's what Christ does. Multitude of waters to begin to help factor in for better decision making. I'm rounding up, don't worry. Verse 4, Ephesians chapter 3. Wherefore, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body, and are partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, whom I am less, less than all the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, I see this mystery of Christ, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he proposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all sense what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. I went through that quickly because of time. We are going to be spending some time there, opening it up. But the first thing you need to know is that Christ comes by multitude of preaching. Amen. That was the first thing you need to know. Amen. Before we even begin to talk about the unlocking of the mysteries, of the mysteries of Christ. The unlocking of the mysteries of Christ is when a man 
begins to now put on the attributes, the fruits of Christ. God will help me. I have 10 minutes or less than that. I want to introduce this concept to you. The fi- what I want to say to you is that the final thing that they will say, ye are Christ, or Christ has been formed in you, is when you start bearing the fruits called Christ. What are those fruits? In Colossians chapter 3, you see the fruits there. Being merciful, humbleness of mind, forgiveness, charity, above all, forbearance, above all, put on charity. They are all listed there. But that's not just, that's not the way. I don't just want to go and say these are the attributes. Meaning these are the fruits. You must understand the process. That the process starts with a seed. Hear me? The process starts with a what? With a seed. Then what do you do to seed in the soil? You water it every day. Aha. And so the key is not that I want to be forgiven. Yes, that's the end result. But the key is that I need to sit down and be hearing, be watering the seed until I have the might. I am strengthened with sufficient might to forgive. This thing has been laid bare in my life because I know that forgiveness was one that I really struggled with. The day you begin to forgive, you know, some, I, I, you know we can't deny it. You say, oh, I forgive me, you confess it. But you just need to see that person. All hell will break loose again. I'm not lying. Some people are just annoying like that. And the, the person will not be helping the matter. Because the person that has offended you, the person thinks he has not done anything. He will still be doing the same thing again. So he's not even helping the matter. You will take okay, ah, I forgive you, you are not even behaving yourself. So you not get angry again on top of that. It's not an easy one. So you need to grow. Not some of this is a call with growth over time. It took years. But after some time, I can forgive somebody and we'll be laughing as though nothing happened. I won't even feel one iota of anything. I'm free. It was, that was for me. That was a great testimony for me for my life. So I knew that these things don't just come. I know everybody has told me to forgive, but I could not. I couldn't because I don't have enough strength with might in my inner man. Through the revelation of the gospel and the Spirit helping me in leading. How does the Spirit help you? As you've heard the gospel, the Spirit will try. You'll be trying by error. You'll be trying, trying, trying until you develop the leg strength to forgive. Or you develop the leg strength to forbear. Or you develop the long strength to be kind without expecting anything in return. So, the foundation... The key, the starting point, is your multitude of hearing. Because what you are hearing is doing something to you. It's developing what I call might. Ability. Might is ability to bear the fruits. As a result of those many waters that are built up the stem. You know the stem is the might of a tree. So you can't just jump from seed to fruit without a stem. And it's waters that develop the stem. Hearing word upon word, season and out of season. The impartation of the word in your life is building up the body. It's like body building in the spirit. To lift weights. Weights of bearing. Weights of forbearance. Weights of forgiveness. 
You are developing those might and muscles by what you are hearing. Then the time will come is that you will have the might to bear the fruits. That's the process. Now, when you begin to bear the fruits, you are now becoming precious. Can we begin to appreciate God this morning, this afternoon? Amen. This is just an introduction. We are going to be delving deep into Christ. Going through the waters of Christ. So people will ask, what is the mystery of Christ? I can't just tell you the mystery of Christ. I have to teach your strength. I have to do your muscle building. Muscle building. Muscle building. With instructions that the Holy Ghost will be giving you to begin to exercise those muscles in Christ. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We give you praise for how you have helped us. Thank you for blessing us as a house. Thank you for this new beginning that you have started upon here. Thank you for the rivers of water that is going to begin to flow. Even the pure river of water that is going to begin to flow from your throne upon us. Oh, thank you for extending peace to us like a river. A new beginning, a new start. Flow of life. Flow of life. Flow of blessings. Blessings is coming upon the house. I say blessings is coming upon the house. Rivers is coming upon the house. Rivers of water. Pure rivers of water. Knowledge is coming upon the house. I say you will begin to understand like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for joining us again, in Jesus' name.